0: Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Hi, Alan. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. It's great to talk to you. Can I start straight away with acne? Uh, what is hmm. acne, please? Yeah, that's a good question. So acne is really common in um, Ireland, really common everywhere, especially when, amongst adolescents and young adults. They say that up to 80% of people in that age group have acne. So acne is essentially where... Um, uh, at puberty, during puberty, the pores in our skin, um, they, uh, they become more stimulated by the surge in hormone that happens during puberty. This, this um, in turn results in an increase in sweat in the pores and certain bacteria like, like living in that environment. And these bacteria then result in the, the red pimples that we all know and recognize, the pustules, which can go on to become painful nodules and even the cells lining those pores they can actually um, block the pores resulting in blackheads and whiteheads so i know that i've given you a bit of information here now about acne but this i will actually be talking more about acne at the Irish skin foundation educational event uh, called inside out um in o'reilly hall at ucd on the 22nd of april so all details are on the Irish skin foundation website so we will Please look on the look on the website, book your tickets, and we'd love to see you there. Do we you know what causes the acne? Is is it caused by stress? Is it caused by anxiety? Is it caused by poor diet? What causes it? So, um, I mean, acne has like multiple causes. Like stress is a factor. It wouldn't be, you know, stress is really common. It certainly wouldn't be the, the main factor of acne. Um, like it is, as I said, it is more common in adolescents, and it isn't an increase. Hormone production by the person, uh, or within that person, it's that their sweat glands are more sensitive. To their sweat glands are more sensitive to this hormones. There is a genetic component, and, and it's interesting that you bring up about diet. So, lots of my patients they come in, they ask me, um, is you know is, is it something that I'm doing wrong with my diet? The answer is is that it's on a diet is really a factor. Um, so the British, so there are numerous guidelines that do make reference to diet and acne. So, namely the British Association of Dermatology, also the um, American Association of Dermatology. And when it comes to diet, they would say um, just really follow a healthy, balanced diet. Um, the only bit of research there to link diet with acne is. Um, research demonstrating that a high glycemic index diet, so a highly processed diet, yeah. um, which is a lot more common in the Western, in, in, in our Western, um, Westernised uh, society, right. uh, that that can result in acne. But we don't, we don't say to patients, listen you need to adopt a low GI diet. We really say follow a healthy, balanced diet. And um, safefood.net, that an Irish website. And I really I expect patients in that direction. And it's full of information about, you know, having a healthy, balanced diet. How do you treat it? Yeah, so um, so, you so and oftentimes, you know, people's first protocol is that they go to their pharmacist and they, um, they, they might try over-the-counter uh, products I would urge people not to spend too much money on these over-the-counter products. Um, there is the, the products that I would suggest they look out for are um, products, you know, cleansers, uh, foaming cleansers because they're better at removing the from um, from the face and, and will help acne in that way. Or there's uh, um, facial washes that contain salicylic acid. Uh, or look out for products containing benzoyl peroxide or nicosinamide. And they're all, they're all available in the pharmacies. There's a range, a price range there. They don't need to go expensive. But I would say not to spend more than a couple of months, a right. month or two, trying out these products. If they haven't made a difference within a couple of months, they're not going to make it a significant difference. Um, and then I would suggest at that point that you make an appointment with your GP. Hmm. Now, if you do have... You know, if you are distressed by your acne, i say probably go straight away to your GP, um, or certainly if you've got acne that's severe looking or scarring um, but like all severity levels whether it be mild, moderate or severe can all benefit from um, yeah. or you know, all those patients are deserving of their GP appointment and getting something prescribed by their GP now when it comes to the, the treatments that your GP can prescribe for you, they range from creams to tablets so let's say someone came to me with mild acne I would say well listen Dependent, if it was mainly pusules or pimples, those red inflamed lesions, I would say, well, let's put you on an antibiotic-type cream that also contains benzoyl peroxide. Put that on once a day. But it's really important to manage patients' expectations because oftentimes I find patients come back to me, or you know, or they might come back and say, oh, I tried that for two weeks and it didn't work, so I stopped. So I think it's really important that patients are aware Um, it takes it takes up to three months. To receive maximum benefits through the use of these products, and um, with some of the products, it might actually cause a flare-up in the first couple of weeks. But that with all that will all settle. But it does take time right. to achieve the outcome you're looking for. Um, now, if after three months of using these creams, you're not getting you're not getting the um, your skin isn't clearing, out, just go back to your GP again, because at that point, you probably need to be prescribed an antibiotic tablet in addition to a cream, a topical retinoid cream, which is a tablet or which is a, cr- a cream version of isotretinone or roaccutane, which you may have heard about. Right. Um, but certainly that treatment, of course, again, takes uh, takes three months. So again, it's important for patients to realise that. Um, and also, while they're using the treatment, the treatment makes their skin more sensitive to the sun, so they need to be using a sun cream that um, that it doesn't, uh, is non-comedogenic is the word we call it, the fancy word we use, but essentially sun cream that won't clog their pores. And also, if they are using prescribed treatments, then they need to stop using the over-the-counter acne, foaming cleansers or moisturizers because those over-the-counter treatments will actually make it harder for them to tolerate their topical retinoids or their their antibiotic cream, Uh, but certainly just to go for gentle facial moisturizers and gentle facial cleansers. Look, it's it's, it's lovely to talk to you. It's a short chat this morning. I really would love to talk to you again about other areas like psoriasis and eczema, but can you just point people towards the event again, please, which is taking place in the O'Reilly Hall, because all these issues will be discussed in detail. Exactly. So um, Skin Friday is our information game that's been organised by the our Skin Foundation. So it's, it's um, for patients who suffer from patients, or carers, or parents of to of adolescents who suffer who suffer from chronic skin conditions, whether it be acne, rosacea, psoriasis, eczema. And we've got a really excellent lineup. We also have um, a workshop workshops on how to apply emollients and how to treat scalp psoriasis. Um, Given by highly skilled or, or, or highly skilled nurses. So all details of this are on our Skin Foundation website. So you can go on the website and book your ticket, and we would love to see you there. So it's the twenty second Saturday, the twenty second of April in Wiley Hall, UCD. Southeast Radio's morning mix: chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.